Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I want to talk with you all about how to have peace. So God's really been putting this message in my heart for you all because it's personally been a message that I've been carrying is learning how to have peace. And you know, this past couple of weeks has been really hard with me adjusting into getting into Jesus school and serving and waking up early on top of our business growing and our ministry growing. It was just a lot for me. And I had a point where I just mentally broke down, you know, and I felt so overwhelmed. I started feeling just bitter towards everything because of the lack of strength that I felt I had mentally. And on top of that, Atara was, my daughter, was not sleeping well. Um, And so it just added more to the pressure that I was already experiencing. But anyways, you know, after those hard two weeks, I was faced with the reality that something is wrong. And so um, praise God for good friends. You know, so I had good friends come to me and as I spent time with the Lord, it was just the same message. And it was that, you know, Gabby, you need to work from a place of rest. And so what I mean by that is I've been so busy and I have been just stress and stress and stress. And I realized that I haven't been, you know, doing these things in a place of rest, but rather from my own strength. And when I talk about doing it from a place of rest, it's basically what John 15 talks about, which is abiding in Jesus, right? Jesus even says, you can not bear fruit unless you abide in me. And so, you know, abiding in the Lord means as we do the things that we do, we look at Him, right? We have a thankful heart. We rely on His strength. We have, you know, worship, just worshiping Him in the midst of the work you know, same thing too. And laying down our stresses, like all these things is, you know, required in order to walk in a place of resting in the Lord. And so I was not doing any of those things, right? I lost the perspective of giving thanks. You know, the task became the task. Um, I certainly did not have worship reigning in my heart, but rather things have to be done. And I just continuously focused on great, I don't have enough sleep. Great, I have to do this. You know, all from this negative perspective. And this, guys, is not doing it from a place of rest. It's not doing these things abiding in the Lord. And so, you know, it it was really such a wake-up call. And I realized, too, that our strength can only go so far. You know, me as a person, I cannot do the things that God is calling me in this season. Yet, because God is calling me in this season, I have to rely on His grace to do the assignments and calls that He has in my life. You know, um, because I've prayed about the things that God's called me to do. And, oh, and on top of the busy two weeks, I also had, you know, two conferences that I was a part of. You know, but I felt the Lord, you know, on all these things. But God was teaching me like, Gabby, you need, right? You need to rely on me. And it's when we rely on God, when we rest with Him and abide in Him that we actually find peace, right? Because the Lord wants us to live in peace regardless of our circumstances. In John 14, 27, Jesus says, "'Peace I live with you. "'My peace I give to you, "'not as the world gives do I give to you. "'Let not your heart be troubled, "'neither let it be afraid.'" And so we have the power to let our hearts be at peace, 
but that requires us to look at Jesus, to be in thanksgiving, to have a heart of, you know, posturing a heart towards worshiping Jesus throughout the day. It's not, you know, once a day is not enough, guys, right? The morning is not enough. The nights are enough. We have to have this throughout the day. Abiding in Jesus, what John 15 says, means that we cling to Him, right? That He is our source. We are the vine, or sorry, He is the vine and we are the branches, right? So we need to constantly abide in Him so that we can have His peace because Jesus says, my peace I give to you. And so Jesus is the source of peace. And so I realized through this all that, wow, Lord, yeah, I need your grace. Right? Because in order to have God's grace, we need to rely on Him. God's grace is not our strength. right? It wouldn't be called grace if we could do it on our own. But God gives us grace in times when we, you know, by our own strength, by our own power, by our own flesh, we cannot do. That's where God's grace is there to meet us. It's there to meet us in moments of weakness. In moments when God is calling us to do something but it's greater than ourselves. That's when we need God's grace. And I want to share what Paul, um, you know, what the Lord said to Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Guys, that's key. His power is made perfect in our weakness. And so it's okay to struggle and it's okay to have a weakness. But in those moments, that's when we need to look to God and really ask in faith, but also posture our hearts rightly. That is so important. And just realize in order to receive peace, we need to posture our heart to have peace. And so to posture our heart, you know, just the things that I said earlier, you know, number one, making sure that we have a heart of thanksgiving. You know, recently I I was just reminded too that we enter his courts with thanksgiving. And so if we want to abide in the Lord, we need to be thankful. We need to remember what he's done for us on the cross. We have to be thankful for what we have in this life, right? Psalm 34, one says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Right, and before it can go on our lips, it needs to come in our heart. Um, and you, you guys, I'm, I'm sure know this. First Thessalonians five sixteen to seventeen, it says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances." But this is so important. You know, these two things will help us to posture our hearts. And I think you know, the third thing too, I would say as well is, do not be anxious about anything. Right, like I was living with worry. I, not only was I focusing on the things that I had to do, but I was also worrying that I didn't have enough sleep, that I couldn't do the things, and I completely forgot that God's grace is there. And so when we believe in God's grace, we can't tolerate worry. We have to receive it by faith that God, you've called me so I can do this, right? We need to have that faith first. We ask God in agreement with our faith that he's gonna come, and then that's when we see him come. And so that's why, you know, Philippians even talks about how do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, the prayer, right? Make yourself, with thanksgiving, it says too, make your request to God. Make those requests, but do not be anxious. These three things are so important in order to posture our hearts for peace. You know, the world tells us that peace comes by ignoring your worries, having fun, or even running away from your problems and not even fixing it. But the problem is that doesn't give you peace, right? Running away from peace will not give you peace. It's actually gonna give you more lack of peace. Right. And yeah, maybe if you're distracting yourself and having fun in the moment, in the moment, you might be okay. But when you get back to reality again, you're faced with these things. And again, ignoring your worries like these things that the world teaches, it will not give you peace. But peace can only come as we look at Jesus. Right. Like what I I talked about earlier, posturing our heart, it's posturing our heart to look at him. Right. Like we can't truly give thanks if it's not tied to the Lord. Everything needs to point back to Jesus. And so peace comes 
by looking at him, right? And looking at Jesus could be meditating on his word because John 1 says he is the word made into flesh. Jesus is the word. So when we meditate on the word, when we read the word, when we renew our minds with the word, we are looking at Jesus. Looking at Jesus again, worshiping him. When we worship, it's looking at him. It's saying who you are. It's declaring who he is. It's helping you to set your perspective, not on things on earth, but on things in heaven. You know, and giving thanks, thanksgiving, that is again, looking at Jesus because it's tied to him. And so all these things point back to Jesus, right? He, and that's why going back to John 14, Jesus says, my peace I give to you. And so if we want true peace that can only come by Jesus because he is the Prince of Peace. I want to share the passage in Matthew 14 where, you know, the disciples were, you know, in the boat and it was storming, they're freaking out. And then they see Jesus walking on water. And um, I love this because, you know, Peter, he goes, I'm going to read here verses from 28 to 31. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus says, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So I love this passage because it, it shows us the importance of looking at Jesus. But when we look back at that passage again, when did Peter start to sink? He started to sink the moment he looked at the wind and waves, the moment he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at his circumstances, that's when he began to sink. You know, but praise God, God's mercy, you know, he cried and the Lord grabbed him. But God says, you have little faith. And so understand that our faith is tied to where we are looking in our eyes. When we look to our circumstances, we're not gonna have faith. But when we look to Jesus, that will fuel our faith and it will allow us to receive that peace, to receive that grace, to do what is hard. You know, and so it's so important that we look at him because when we look at Jesus, our faith increases because he is the perfecter of our faith. And so, you know, going back to my experience, learning that I realized God, like I need to be at a place of rest. And so as I practice just giving thanks, worshiping him, right? And, and not thinking about all the things I had to do in my worries, I started working from a place of rest and I found like, wow, I'm able to do it. You know, like I have five hours of sleep, but I can still do all that I need to do. And so God's grace is real. God's grace is available, but we have to remember that it requires us to abide in Jesus, right? And when we experience his grace, that means you will also receive his peace because guys, his peace is not seasonal. I think many times we can think that I'll have peace when my kids are older, when my business is all settled, when I'm not working a lot, right? Like no matter what, you're never gonna have peace if you don't have Jesus. But also no matter how busy you are, when you have Jesus, you will have peace. And so it's so important, guys, that we learn to do things from a place of rest. And I'm learning too. This message, like I said, is something that I'm learning. But I really wanna share and encourage you all to fight for peace, right? If you find yourself you know, unsettled, stop and look at the Lord. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Because the reality is, is that the Holy Spirit, who is Jesus, lives in us. Now we are his temple. In John 14, 26, right, right before the verse where I read to you all, where Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. Peace I give to you. Right, so before Jesus says, peace I give to you, what he's basically saying is, I've given you the Holy Spirit who now lives in you, who can speak to you anytime. 
And recently, you know, the Lord has been telling me, Gabby, will you tune into my heart? Will you start asking me more about how I feel? And I realized like, wow, God, like I want to ask for your perspective because there's been times where I would freak out, you know, and part of the reason too, why I didn't have peace was I had false worries that the enemy was planting in my mind. You know, one of them, I was starting to worry about my daughter and that Michael wasn't feeding her well. And I realized if I had asked God in the moment what he thought about the situation, he would have shown me that she's fine. Because later on, when I came home that day, Michael was like, oh, she pooped so many times, right? Like I think it was like three times. So like, you know, these things, we have to go back again and listen to the Holy Spirit, abide, be at a place of rest and understand that God lives in you. Understand that you have access to him, right? And because we have access to God, we have access to peace 24 seven. Isaiah 26, three says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, right? As we keep our minds steadfast in the Lord, as we continue looking at him, we will have peace because we trust in him. When we look at Jesus, we remind our hearts, oh, you are my shepherd. I can trust in you. I lack nothing in you, right? These are the things that we need to do. This is what abiding in Jesus looks like, right? Constantly looking at him, renewing our minds, letting go of our fears and negative thoughts and worries and trusting our lives in God's hands. And I just want to end with reading a passage in 2 Corinthians 8. I really love this passage because this passage, you know, Paul is talking about how, you know, how amazing the Macedonian churches have been in giving, right? Sacrificially giving. And so I want to read this verse because this talks about God's grace. And so I just want to read it here and, and break it down a bit um, for you all. But in 2 Corinthians um, 8, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 and then 6 through 7. About now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. And then verses six to seven says, so we urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to complete this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. And so I know that this passage is talking about giving, but here we see the principle of God's grace, right? The Macedonian churches, they were lacking, they were in poverty. In fact, Paul says they were in extreme, their extreme poverty. They were in extreme poverty, yet they richly gave. And again, that's not something they can do in their own strength, right? Going back to verse three, it, you know, Paul even says here, they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. But because of God's grace, they were able to be generous in the midst of their poverty. And so we see the principle that God's grace is given when we cannot do things in our own ability, right? God's grace is to empower us to do things beyond our ability, beyond what we can do. And so, you know, this applies not just to giving, but to mental strength, time management, joy, like the things that maybe the world says, how can you do all of that? God's grace can help you. And so I wanna pray for you all, you know, whatever you are going through in this season, maybe you're going through a season that's tough. Maybe you're a single parent, right? Like I, I want to honor those who are single parents because I can't imagine how you can do that. But I know with God's grace, you can. Right, so no matter where you're at, if you're going through a, a huge, you know, breakup, 
Maybe your heart's been broken. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Whatever it is, understand that God's grace is available to give you joy, to give you strength, to give you the ability to do what you cannot do on your own. So I wanna pray for you all. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for those who are listening. God, I pray, Lord, that you would open up their eyes and ears to see you and to hear you every single day. Help us to be more sensitive to your voice and your presence, God. Holy Spirit, would you help us to look at you every moment and every day, that we would not give in to worries, God, that we would not linger in having an ungrateful heart, grumbling, complaining, God, but instead let us give thanks, God, because everything we get to do is onto you, God. Lord, you are so worthy of everything. You are worthy of our lives. So I just pray, God, that we would fix our thoughts and our minds on you, God. For we have died, just as Colossians 3 says, we have died. And now we were seated with you. Help us to set our affections on above and not on earthly things. I thank you, Jesus, that you have the peace that we need. So help us to look to you. And I pray, God, for every single listener that your peace right now would fill their hearts, that you would comfort them, God. For you say that you are close to the brokenhearted. You are close to those who are weary, God, that you care about us. So Lord, show yourself today to every single person who is listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you have been blessed by this message. Um, and if you have been, please definitely, you know, send us, share with us your testimony. You can email us at info at livingrevelations.com. We love hearing from you. And please, if you haven't already, write a review as well. If you're watching um, on YouTube, on the comments, or if you're listening on the podcast, um, if you're, you know, on the Apple app, just scroll all the way down and write a review. This also helps us to reach more people. And we also love hearing what God is doing in your heart. And lastly, we also want to ask that you would prayfully consider giving towards the ministry. As I've mentioned in the previous episodes, we are working towards raising 30K for next year to do all that we're doing to sustain what we're doing, but to also build upon what we're doing, to create more resources, to help others grow their relationship with God and find God real in their everyday life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com donations. God bless you and I'll talk to you guys next time. Gen Z is the least religious generation, followed by millennials. More than ever does this generation need a revelation of Jesus. And those who are currently believers need to be equipped with the Word of God in their daily lives. Our mission at Living Revelations is to help others find God real in everyday life through blogs, podcasts, media, online Bible studies, and conferences. Every single day, we are impacting lives. We are committed to planting seeds in the hearts of the next generation. Just as planting a seed helps a plant grow, we are planting seeds worldwide to help people grow in the Lord. We want to help others stay rooted in Jesus so their lives would bear fruit for others to taste and see His goodness. Here are some of the seeds we've planted around the world. Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. My name is Iridia. Revelations has sown a seed in my life by just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world, getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people who have such a fire for the Lord. The Lord really 
put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone in to the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of uh, blessing and help through a Living Revelations or even through Gabby. So. Thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com donations. hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.